This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Well, the Jets have absolutely played themselves, and Derek Carr ends up with a nice, <laughs> fat new contract. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app presented by Progressive Insurance. Chris Carlin, Chris Canty, what did the New York Jets do? They screwed themselves over by prioritizing Aaron Rodgers over Derek Carr, and now Derek Carr has signed on with the New Orleans Saints. Canty, they had a golden opportunity with the only free agent who could sign right now to bring in, bring him in, get him in the building as soon as possible, and start learning everything that they do offensively. But instead, they are taking their chances on the Prince of Darkness and expecting Aaron Rodgers to agree to come to New York. They're going to have to give up draft picks. They're going to have to pay him an absolute fortune. And they're going to have to deal with his diva-like tendencies this has turned into a mess for the Jets, even though they're still hopeful that Aaron Rodgers ends up there. Big fella, I got to say, I'm a little surprised that the Jets passed on car shopping after hearing what Rob Sala had to say about Derek Carr late last week when he was at the combine. He compared Derek Carr to Matt Stafford in terms of the lack of success in the first part of his career in comparison to what they anticipate Derek Carr to be with the change of scenery. We know that Matt Stafford didn't have any playoff wins in his 12 years in Detroit, but then he had a change of scenery, got with the L.A. Rams and a competent head coach, and all of a sudden he wins a Super Bowl in year one. If Rob Sala truly felt like Derek Carr could have that kind of career arc, then how the hell can you afford to pass on Derek Carr in hopes of landing Aaron Rodgers at some point this offseason? To me, it just doesn't make any sense beyond something that you've been saying all along, which is that the owner, Woody Johnson, is the one pushing for Aaron Rodgers. And until we find out what Rodgers is going to do, they're willing to sit on the sidelines with all the other quarterbacks that could potentially be moving around this offseason. Well, I believe it fully is a Woody Johnson uh, effort to get Aaron Rodgers because, you know, you talk to different people. This is just the impression that I get that – if it was up to Rob Sala and it was up to Joe Douglas, that Derek Carr would be their guy because mm. they know that they bring him in. They know that he will fit exceptionally well in their culture and what they want to do. They know that they don't have to give up draft picks to go and get him. And they know he's not going to be a headache of any sort. And they know he's going to be there every Sunday to play because he has been durable throughout his career. All of these things are what made him attractive in the first place. And when you hear Rob Sala speak that effusively about him, Canty, I can't help but think that as he's making that statement at the Combine, he's got an audience of one there, and that's the owner. I think he's trying to get across to the owner that this is our guy. I'm sure he's tried to do it behind the scenes, and it has not happened. And for whatever reason, they now find themselves in this position. And look, I'm not naive enough to sit here and say that Aaron Rodgers doesn't instantly make the Jets better if they get him. I mean, of course he does. But at the same time, I can't sit here and try to sell you on the idea that he is definitively going to make them better based on what we saw last year and based on what 
has become a constant circus around him the last couple of years. You listen to Rob Sala right here, and you tell me that he is not talking directly to the owner when he talks about Derek Carr. Derek, he's got an elite mental makeup uh, with regards to football IQ. He's got tremendous accuracy and arm strength. He can put the ball anywhere you want. I've said it before. I think he's more in line with what Stafford's career has been in terms of if you could just get him into a a place that can surround him with all the pieces to allow him to just play quarterback, it'd be pretty cool. Quarterbacks are gold. If you have three guys that you have full faith in, then yeah, absolutely, you you hold them. But you don't don't want to hold three quarterbacks just to hold three quarterbacks. And if we're presented with that same opportunity again, obviously you'd love to keep it that way. He threw around words like elite. He threw around words like it'd be cool. He threw around those kind of specifics when he's talking about Matthew Stafford, can't he? Because that's who he wants. He's, we've heard coaches talk effusively about other players in much more generic terms yep. than what Rob Sala just gave you. No doubt about it. And when you use the Matthew Stafford comparison, that, that sets the, the floor for the expectations on your team in 2023. We, we think by getting Derek Carr, we, we could absolutely do what we saw the Rams do a couple of years ago, which is go on a championship run. And the great part about that is you don't have to give up nearly the draft capital that the Rams did in order to get Stafford. You're just talking about money with Derek Carr. That makes it easy. There are no draft picks involved. So it's not as if you're mortgaging your future of sorts. You still have draft capital to build out the rest of the roster around your quarterback and outside of the quarterback and the left tackle. Joe Douglas has done a damn good job with drafting players to this roster. So I don't understand why the Jets would pass on the opportunity with Carr, essentially the bird in the hand, for the two that are in the bush with Aaron Rodgers. Because not only are you gambling with the prospects of your team season in 2023, but you're also gambling with the job security of your head coach and your general manager, and for a franchise that has the longest playoff drought in the National Football League and a team that has been as dysfunctional as the Jets have shown over the last decade, why would you put yourself in that situation? Unless you had a very good indicator that you're going to get Aaron Rodgers. Well, let's talk about that for a second. Do you think they made this decision to allow Carr to go somewhere else with the idea that they fully believe they're getting him. Like, what percentage would you need to believe that you're getting Aaron Rodgers to be okay letting this fall apart? I'd have to absolutely know. 100%. Guaranteed. It has to be a slam dunk that I'm getting Aaron Rodgers. Because if you don't, this is an all-time gaffe by the Jets organization. And Woody Johnson would... How can any of us know that right now? Woody Johnson would have to be the face of it. I mean, it'd have to be, right? It absolutely have to be. You, like, you have to know that Aaron Rodgers is going to veto any other opportunity that the Packers could present him in terms of alternative trade destinations. It'd it have to be, nope, I'm only going to play for the New York Jets, and if it's not the Jets, then I'm going to retire. It'd have to be that type of scenario for me to pass on Derek Carr because what I have in Derek Carr is guaranteed competent quarterback play coupled with the leadership intangibles and the sports character that I believe it's going to take in order to get a young core of players to contend for a championship. That's what I got in Derek Carr. I don't have to worry about that. I saw that in 2021 with everything that was happening to the Raiders. He shepherded that team to the playoffs. I saw that. 
Derek Carr has made four Pro Bowls since 2015. Derek Carr has the most come-from-behind wins since he came into the league. He hasn't had a top-10 defense supporting him at any point in his nine years with the Raiders. Carlin, the eight out of the last ten Super Bowl winners have had a top-10 scoring defense. The Jets have a top-five scoring defense. Pairing Derek Carr with that supporting cast not only puts the Jets in contention for the division, but they all of a sudden become a team that you have to take seriously in terms of being able to go on a deep playoff run. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, were presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $700 on average. Call or click today and find out if they could save you hundreds on your car insurance. Then there is the fallout, Canty, from everywhere else around the league with the teams that need quarterbacks with car ending up in New Orleans. Now, when we talk about those teams... We're talking about some that we're pretty sure are going to go and draft quarterbacks. Teams like um, Indianapolis, teams like Carolina. But Carr was one of the guys that was in the mix for Carolina. So where does this now play out for the other veterans? Where does this play? Let's talk about Rodgers for a second. Where does this play out for Rodgers? If it's not the Jets, is it somewhere else? I'm going to tie something together here, and this is pure, pure speculation on my part. 100% speculation. Mm -hmm. But I'm tying it into a little nugget that we saw from over the weekend. ESPN insiders Jeremy Fowler, Dan Graziano, they kind of had a running, a little bit of a notebook from the weekend in Indianapolis at the Combine. And, of course, you're always going to hear all kinds of rumors and buzz and all that stuff. One of the things that popped up that had a little buzz to it was that maybe the Raiders would pursue Mac Jones in a trade with the New England Patriots. Why would they do that? Well, obviously, Josh McDaniels and Mac Jones. Mac Jones had a very, well, for a, for a rookie quarterback, had a good first year, was not as good this past year, obviously got banged up. If you're the Patriots, I, I would think that you'd be more than comfortable moving on from Mac Jones. I don't think you think he's going to be anything special. Mm-hmm. So let's just argument sake say that that's something that could come together. Are we overlooking teams that could be involved on Aaron Rodgers and one of which is in New England? Wow. Think about that for a second. Wow. I, just just I, think I, about that for a second because – they always manage the cap exceptionally well. That's not going to be a problem for New England. Yeah. They have a really good defense already. Mm-hmm. Are you going to tell me that Rodgers would not be intrigued by playing for Belichick for a year or two and trying to win a title? And if you're Belichick, considering what your draft record has been, which has not been amazing, <laughs> maybe you're not so concerned about trading away draft picks now to make one last push at another championship. Yeah, I, I mean, that's certainly something to consider. I, I didn't think about the Patriots being one of those destinations, but if you're Aaron Rodgers, knowing that the Packers are probably more amenable to dealing you to the AFC rather than letting you stay in the NFC, why wouldn't you consider the Patriots? Mm. I mean, you're talking about a top-10 defense. 
a, a defense that is as good as converting stops into points as any defense in the National Football League. Um, I, 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 I don't know. Carlin, that's not a bad idea. The only that's thing not I feel, a bad idea. My only knock on the idea would be this. You need better receivers. Well, you need better receivers, but as long as your offensive line is intact, you have confidence that the quarterback could be able to figure out as long as the defense is playing at the level that we saw them play at last year. Uh, think about it. People weren't sure what that defense would be going into that year after losing J.C. Jackson in free agency, and the Patriots didn't skip a beat. Nope. They didn't skip a beat. So. Not in the least. No. So, I mean, defensively, you know you've got to have a unit that's going to keep you in games. It's something that we thought the Green Bay Packers would have in place. They certainly did not. Um, but, I mean, you have an opportunity to get with one of the best football minds, and, and we anticipate them getting the offensive coordinator spot um, solidified as opposed to the disaster that it was last year. Yeah, I, I think it makes a lot of sense, not to mention the Patriots have a ton of cap space to go shopping. They got the seventh most cap space of anybody in the NFL going into free agency. So I, I actually like the fit. Um, I'm curious to know what the asking price for New England would be and curious to know what, I mean, the asking price for Green Bay would be and curious to know how much of that Aaron Rodgers contract would New England have to eat in order for the Packers to be willing to do the dance? Well, this is my thing. Like, the the Patriots have consistently, year in and year out, always been very under the cap. Right now, they're $32 under the cap. Yeah. Right now. They haven't even done any real maneuvering as of yet. Yeah. So... It's not like they can't make that work. But also think about this, Canty. One other thing that we heard earlier today, there are reports out there now that the Tennessee Titans want to move on and are shopping Derrick Henry a little bit. That tells me that the Tennessee Titans are a lot more likely to be involved in maybe trying to go get a younger quarterback or giving Malik Willis a real chance this coming year as opposed to going and trading for Aaron Rodgers at that point. Because if you're you're making the move for Aaron Rodgers, you're trying to keep as much around him as you can, aren't you? Oh, no doubt. And I, I don't think that's where Tennessee is. And quite frankly, if you're Mike Vrabel, this is the time that you push the reset button. The division is soft. You're talking about three of the four teams being in flux with their starting quarterback. The, the best starting quarterback in that division is Trevor Lawrence, and he's going into his third season. So if you're going to do it, if you're the Titans – now makes sense to do it while you're breaking in a new GM. And let's also keep this in mind. People are talking about teams inside of the top 10 that want to move up to number one. The Tennessee Titans are sitting right there with the 11th overall pick. It's not outside of the realm of possibility that they decide they want to jump up into the top 10 or even into the top five to try to get their hands on one of those quarterbacks. We've seen teams in the past mortgage their future in order to be able to get one of those signal callers and it feels like there is a big four with this year's draft class that we're going to see four quarterbacks go in the top ten. I wouldn't rule the Tennessee Titans out in terms of one of those teams that will be interested in doing that. Boy, I'll tell you, there are a lot of teams, and and that could have been the team that Ryan Poles was talking about when he mentioned uh, to Peter King over the weekend that there was at least one team that was a little bit further back that maybe that was expressing interest in moving up to that position uh, to number one to try to make a move to get a, the, a top quarterback in this draft. And maybe that's Tennessee sitting at 11 uh, trying to do that. You know, listen, 
here's the point. There are still so many different chips to fall. You've got Lamar Jackson between today and tomorrow, whether or not the Ravens are going to get a deal done long term. Mm-hmm. I'm skeptical of it. I would like to see it. I'm skeptical that it's going to get done. Then do they put the exclusive franchise tag where they can trade them away or the non-exclusive franchise tag where they could get two first-round picks in return? Like There are so many different pieces to this puzzle that have to come together here in the next week and a half or so. And yet, by the way, here we sit, day 57 of Sports Talk Radio held hostage by Aaron Rodgers. The Green Bay Packers held hostage by Aaron Rodgers. The New York Jets held hostage. Day 57, Canty. (laughs) Yeah, I don't don't understand it, but it's got to materialize sooner rather than later because teams have to formulate their offseason plan ahead of the new league year. So I'd be shocked if we didn't get any Aaron Rodgers news over the next week or so. I think the franchise tag deadline uh, is, is one of the deadlines to keep in mind, but this is something that absolutely needs to happen before the start of the league year, I think the date is March 15th. So, Can I even say ESPN held hostage? (laughs) Every major network that covers sports is held hostage because Aaron Rodgers is probably going to be the best player on the move this offseason. That's just what it is. If if you are Baltimore at this point, are you rolling the – not rolling the dice, so to speak. Are you going to let somebody else – write out the deal so now for Lamar Jackson and then you have to match it or are you going to put the non or are you going to put the exclusive tag on him and try to trade him for three first round picks listen i don't want to throw cold water on the speculation about the non exclusive franchise tag and all the different machinations I, i'd be hard pressed no, to believe it's going to happen ain't no way you get cute if you're baltimore you put the exclusive franchise tag on him you try to hammer out a deal over the summer and if nothing materializes, you trade you trade them away right before the NFL draft. I think that's the way you have to go. But you give yourself a little more time if you put the exclusive franchise tag on them. You give yourself a month and a half or so before the NFL draft before you deal them. If you don't have something in place on the eve of the NFL draft, then you can move on from Lamar Jackson. But there's no way that I, I entertain the possibility of another team putting together an offer and then trying to match it. No, no, no. Don't go down. You've already gone too far down the road of allowing Lamar to entertain other teams. You got to nip that right now by putting the exclusive franchise tag on him. You have to. You have to. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. And then if you're the Atlanta Falcons or you're the New York Jets, get on the phone and start working out a deal. Start working on three first-round picks. That's where we'll try to make it happen, and we'll get a deal done with Lamar for $250 million guaranteed. How about that? Canty and Carlin, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. 
Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Did you enjoy your time off last week? Uh, I did. Although did I got to be honest, I didn't know exactly what to do with myself. Most people travel when they get time off. I did a little bit mm. of a staycation. And even though the wife had to work, I was just trying to, figure out, okay, what do I do with myself? I've got all this free time, not a whole lot of chores or errands to run. And I found myself just watching more sports. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, just, I, could, I couldn't get away. Like, I just I started doing a deep dive into yeah. the NBA, teams getting ready for the stretch run and thinking about NFL draft and looking at draft boards, that kind of thing. Like, I, I just couldn't get away from sports. Most people try to get away from it, put it down, and I dove deeper into it, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it makes sense. I, I, I have never been a big believer in the staycation. I, I don't think really? that's a vacation. Yeah, I, I, I don't need to sit in my own space that I'm thoroughly familiar with that breeds laziness. I, I need to get somewhere else, you know, that's going to force me to, to you know, get out and kind of enjoy the situation. And as you know, it was, it was Fashion Week last week in Paris, which is obviously my busiest time of the year. Wow. <laughs> wow. So, you know, we I picked hear, up I, and went there. I hear you, big fella. Here, here's my deal. Last week, I went, went to a couple of nice restaurants. Like, I, I went to Il Molino down in uh, West Village, had a good oh, time, had, had lunch with the wife, you know, mm-hmm. while she was at work. I, I met her for lunch, so a little bit of a lunch date. And then uh, one of my buddies took me to a hot pot, which I had never experienced before. What is a hot to, pot? Well, it, it's, it's um, Asian cuisine. You, you go to these restaurants, and they basically sit a hot pot of water, and it can be flavored with different things, vegetables and, and all sorts of other goodies. And you, you essentially cook the meat in the pot at the table. So it was, it was pretty cool to actually do it. Like it was... It was a pretty it was a pretty cool experience. It was my first time having a hot pot, but it was outstanding. So, like, so I wait, mean, wait, wait a second. Explain this to me. I'm, did I'm you, trying did, to explain it to you. No, I, I I know, but like when you say a hot pot, like is there like it's a, a gallon bowl. of water? It's a, it's a bowl. They sit a okay. bowl on I guess uh, I guess a hot flame at the table, and it's 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 got water in it, flavored with you know vegetables, mushrooms, things of that nature. And you essentially, it's thinly sliced meats and, mm. and vegetables, and you put it in there and you let it cook. And when it's done, you pull it out and you eat it. Is it like boiling? Is it yes, that much it's water? Really, it's really hot. It's really, no, but really I mean, hot. 
boiling like, is there a lot of water? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Because, like, I could could go to a hot dog cart and get the same thing is what it sounds like to me. No, it's not. Stop yourself, okay? (laughs) Stop yourself. I'll just say it. Check it out. You're you're a food connoisseur. You pride yourself on being a foodie. I'd never heard of it before last week, and I would absolutely do it again. It was good. Yeah, like, I I don't go and call myself the, the fancy kind of foodie. Like, when I say foodie, it just means I'll eat food. And if, yeah. it's, if it's in front of me, and we'll give it a shot. The one place where I've only, I've only been one place where I've ever done the cooking myself, and that was at a steakhouse, Alexander's Steakhouse in Champaign, Illinois. Okay. They have a giant grill in the middle of the restaurant. And you take the steak, and you cook the steak yourself on this giant grill. It's amazing. <laughs> Canty, I smelled like charcoal for three days. Oh, that's it was awesome. great. That's oh, it was awesome. so good. It was so that's good. Awesome. That's Canty awesome. Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. The Giants have a very interesting scenario playing out here, and it really hasn't changed since the beginning of the offseason, which is somewhat surprising with the tag day uh, being tomorrow. Teams have until 4 p.m. tomorrow, I believe it's 4 p.m. Eastern time, to uh, put a franchise tag uh, on players that they have uh, uh, that are free agents and they're mm-hmm. trying to work out deals with. Mm-hmm. Daniel Jones has been obviously a big focus of that, as has Saquon Barkley. Now, Jones's representatives met with the Giants in New England or in, in in New England in Indianapolis, and then apparently couldn't get a deal done. weren't feeling optimistic. Then flew to New Jersey today, still working on trying to get a deal done. And then if you're Saquon, nothing has seemingly gotten done or or been even really talked about at all publicly all that much about what the parameters could be. So it feels like, Canty, that they're putting Saquon on the back burner until they understand what's going on with Daniel Jones, which I, I totally get. Yeah, you have to prioritize the quarterback position. That's more important than a running back. You would think that you would more easily replace the production that Saquon gave you versus what you got from Daniel Jones. Carlin, when you look at it, I think 16 rushers in the NFL had north of 1,100 yards. So, I mean, last year, Saquon Barkley, 1,300 yards rusher. So, I mean, you can find other people that can give you that type of production. Uh, With Daniel Jones, the question becomes, what was his production last year worth to you? And what is the upside for him knowing that he's going to have stability in Brian Dable's system? The question is, is there more to come? Are we going to see another jump from DJ? Or is last year as good as it gets? Because if it ends up being the latter and not the former, then the rumored asking price by DJ and his representation is a little too rich for me and likely too rich for Giants fans. Well, I would expect that he's going to get the ta- the tag tomorrow. Yeah. I, I don't think the Giants... I just and, can't and if see. you're and if you're Saquon Barkley, that's exactly what you're rooting for. As a matter of fact, I probably pick up the phone and call DJ and like, "Hey, bro, I'm gonna need for you not to get a deal worked out yeah. and to take this tag, so I can go into free agency unencumbered." So, <laughs> Barkley, at this point, we were talking about this before the show. It doesn't make any sense for him to sign a deal right now. He may as well just go to free agency, even though he has said, I'm not looking to set the market here. Yeah, I mean, you're going to get more money in free agency. There's always going to be a team that's willing to pay you a premium, somebody that's going to value you more 
than your current franchise. So if you're Saquon, knowing that the Giants were in that 12 to $13 million a year range back when they tried to negotiate during the bye week of 2022, why would you take that when you know that you could potentially get 13 to $14 million on average annual value from another team elsewhere? I, I just think that makes more sense for him. But either way, you have to let this thing play out and get to the open market because that's when the player has the ultimate leverage. And as every former player will tell you, when you get leverage in the NFL, when you get that hammer, you better swing it because players very rarely get that, especially running backs. So if you're Saquon, I don't want to take a deal now and bail the Giants out in terms of what happens with their two cornerstone players on offense. I wouldn't do that. I would let this thing play out. And if you're Daniel Jones, I mean, you have a tough decision to make when it comes to whether you'll settle for what Joe Shane is offering or if you're willing to push the envelope and play 2023 under the franchise tag. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, presented by our friends at Progressive Insurance. Up next, two friends together again. We're not talking about me and Canty either. ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. You essentially cook the meat in the pot at the table. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Those were the calls over the weekend, Arizona Sports 98.7 FM. I tell you, you look at Durant and you listen to Devin Booker talk, like they are they are positively giddy right now to be playing together. Like you can see how much they are enjoying it uh, at the moment. And Another big win for the Suns yesterday, uh, going to Dallas and beating the Mavericks. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. And listen, Kyrie Irving and Durant back together. Like, that was just, you know what, it was just a cruel reminder of how good those two guys are when they're actually on the court. Yeah, no (laughs) doubt about it. I thought what was interesting, though, because Brian Windhorst was there, he said that neither of them spoke to one another during the game or after the game. And that could be telling about how they each feel about what went down in Brooklyn, not just this year, but over the past four years. It was an unmitigated disaster. But looking ahead to the prospects for both players and both teams, I mean, this is going to make the Western Conference playoffs really, really interesting, especially when you look at the potential for the Phoenix Suns because Kevin Durant means easy offense for everybody else that's on the court for Phoenix. 
Think yeah. about it. For for Durant, the guy had 37 points on, what was it, 17 shots? Uh, yeah, I something think like that. 17 of 24, something or, like that from the yeah, field. Some, some, something, ridic- something ridiculous. I mean, Kevin Durant was was a machine out there. And, and for that to be the case and for him to create – so many uncontested looks for Devin Booker and others. I, I think it's it's going to be tough to to keep pace with what the Phoenix Suns are bringing to the table from an offensive firepower standpoint. I take it back. He only had 17 shot attempts. That's my point. That's like, what yeah, I said. I 37 you said 17, 17 makes. No, he was 12 of 17. No, I said 17 from the floor. shots. I said yeah. 17 shots. Yeah. No, I thought you meant that. That, that okay. was my mistake. Uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Yeah. point being, I mean, incredibly efficient. And makes it so much easier for everybody else. I, I get where this looks like a group that could go and win a championship. Yeah, it, I mean, I get ye- yesterday, Devin Booker, 11 uncontested or open shots. Yeah. 11. So when 11 was the last time you think Devin Booker saw that on the playground? <laughs> Maybe. Exactly. That's what I'm, Seriously. That's what I'm, that's Maybe. What I'm saying. When he was that's like five. <laughs> I mean, even KD getting to the elbow and being able to knock down the jumper or the little pocket pass that he had to DeAndre Ayton in the second quarter that led to a dunk. Like, yeah. all of those little plays make the game so much easier. What it'll come down to for Phoenix is those other guys being able to knock down open shots. And by other guys, we're talking about Josh Okogie. We're talking about Terrence Ross. Hell, even Chris Paul, who made two big three-pointers down the stretch in the fourth quarter of that game. Wayne Wright, another guy that had to make some shots yesterday's game. Like, those guys are going to have to knock down shots in order for the Phoenix Suns to be able to realize their potential and win a championship. That's what it it's going to take. I tell you, it would be very fun to see those two teams play again in the postseason because they do not like each other, especially no. especially Luka and Booker. Well, if you're if you're Devin Booker, don't you still feel a way about what happened last year? You should. About getting bounced? Not, not bounced, trounced. Trounced. Trounced was the word in you were the, looking in, for. In the semis. In game seven, yeah. In the Mavs making their way <laughs> to yeah. the Western Conference Finals. But, like, even, you know, they're yeah. going at it a little bit. Luka's complaining about the fact that he didn't uh, – not Luka – but he, he was comp- uh, as he was going in for the shot, Booker was complaining that he didn't push off or that he did push off that Luca did. Yeah, I mean, and listen, and then Luca told him to shut up. It adds to it at the end of the game, right? What happened? Yeah. I mean, D Book talking about how it's great for the NBA and Luca saying, "Don't talk trash when there's only three seconds to go in the game." How about you do that a little bit earlier? Like that is going to be really, really interesting to see how that rivalry manifest itself and in the middle of that you got Kyrie and KD who both went off yesterday so I mean I would love love to see that matchup I would love to see the Phoenix Suns and the Golden State Warriors matchup and right now if the playoffs started today that would be a first round matchup between the four and the five like like, like, who wouldn't want to see Kevin Durant face off in a seven game series to open the playoffs against Golden State I would love that why am I so hesitant even though Steph looked like Steph in the fourth quarter last night why am I so hesitant at this point, Canty, to believe that they can just flip the switch? It's not that I don't want to give them the benefit of the doubt because they have certainly earned it. Yeah. But I just, for some reason this year, I look at the Warriors with how they have played as bad as they've been away from home, too. Oh, my God. They've been so bad away from home. Why do I think 
that they're not going to be able to flip that switch this year. Yeah, the Warriors are awful away from home. They're seven and twenty-four on the road. So oh that, my that's God, not, that's, I, not, that's, that's worse not than I thought it was. Yeah, that's not great. But but here's what I'll say: I'm not going to doubt the Golden State Warriors. I, you can like do that, it if you want to. Yeah. I'm not going to doubt them. Offense wasn't the problem yesterday. Defensively, they were awful, and you got to think that gets better if they are able to get Andrew Wiggins back at some point before the playoffs start. So I, I just. I wouldn't doubt the Golden State Warriors. It was Steph's first game back, but think about how well Klay Thompson has played. Well, Klay's, about, Klay's carried him in spots. He really Klay, has. Klay, Klay is fully back from the yeah. Achilles and the knee. He's fully back now. Yep. Think about what Jordan Poole is capable of, what he showed in the postseason last year. Once Draymond gets his legs back under him and gets healthy. Like, this is still a dangerous team that nobody wants to deal with. It's still the best shooting team in the NBA. They're that good. I, I get it. I get it. It might just be the defense. It, I, I don't know exactly what it is, but I just—they're the, cha- they're the champs until they're the champs until somebody else beats them. They are. I know a champ- championship team's not seven and twenty-four on the road, though. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. But I mean, That's defensive. The, they had. They've missed a lot of this season. They haven't had. Yes, Wiggins, they have. Wiggins has played thirty-seven games this year. I know. Steph I know. has played thirty-nine games this year. Like, like let's give them some grace when it comes to what version of the Golden State Warriors we've seen versus what we anticipate or what they could be if they get into the postseason healthy. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.